And good evening once again, everyone. My name is Mike Cisneros, and this is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I am joined tonight. I was remiss in not kissing her off last week uh, during our show at Kroger's where we had such a great time. So I'm going to introduce her first, our social media director. She's going to be doing all things Twitter, Facebook, Untapped. Miss Angie Cisneros. Angie, hello. Also joining us tonight is the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, the one, the only from Oakley Pub and Grill in Oakley, Ohio, Miss Tina Oakley herself, <laughs> Tina Cisneros, ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. And of course, as always, our Cincinnati beer blogger extraordinaire, the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the gnarly gnome. Gnome, good evening. I don't have like a clever hello thing that I do, so... <laughs> Well, you better come what's, up with one. What's cracking? You're start- <laughs> Fired. Also, Fired. also joining us. In, also joining moment, us in so. the room is the, uh, the the boss of the operation, Nancy Cisneros. Uh, say hello, Nancy. Hi. Uh, <laughs> and, and the background. And tonight, it is the start of homebrew month. We talked about it. I guess what maybe. A month and a half, two months ago, we started knocking around show ideas and so forth, like and and July or and, and we we decided that homebrew month would be a good idea. It's a it's a um, it's a group that we want to serve. It's a group that we hope that we give ideas to and and various I don't know uh, various ideas and various encouragement with especially with the craft brewers that are on i don't know we were looking for a periscope title for our show tonight (laughs) and i said how about homebrewing the class triple a minor league of craft beer because that's where a lot of the uh that's where a lot of the uh the homebrewers or from the big uh, the big brewers come from and as a kind of an exclamation to that point i'm going to play something right now that we had on our program you got to kill the other thing first I'm going to play something that we had on our program about a month and a half ago uh, from Kenny McNutt from Madry. Well, I guess I don't think I've told anybody this story. My first homebrew was actually, I used to live in Baltimore, and uh, I lived there for a year before moving to Cincinnati. And my buddy, my roommate at the time, bought me a homebrew kit, uh, extract. He had no idea what the hell we were doing. Um, It said that, you know, you have to wait, you have to leave it out, because we had no way to cool it. I didn't have a big enough sink. I lived in an apartment in the middle of suburbia in Columbia, Maryland, and uh, said you had to cool it down to 70 or whatever before you could pitch the yeast. I'm thinking, well, this is going to take forever. And then I actually started thinking about the, because I have an engineering background, so I, I started thinking about the thermal dynamics of it and what it would act, how long it would actually take to get something down to 70 when your room temperature is 70, right? It should be obvious. It's going to take you forever. <laughs> so at that point, I was kind of frustrated with home brewing and thought I would never do it again. Um, and then moved to Cincinnati, and, and Jeff and I started working. When I moved to Cincinnati, we started working uh, at the same company within weeks of each other. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it was a year or two later um, that we decided to try the home brewing thing. And I think it was because he found a deal on Amazon for Mr. Beer Kits. <laughs> and, and once again, don't really want to talk about that one because it was terrible. Mm-hmm. We, did, we, threw that, we threw it away. We took a sip of it and then immediately threw it away. And then... Uh, I think it was a month or two later, we said, you know what, let's just try this. Let's let's legitimately try to homebrew. So we did one extract from Listerman. After that, we ended up buy, doing all the research, buying all the equipment to do all grain. And we did, I think, three all grain recipes that we, we 
pretty much took from a brew your own book or magazine. Uh, so we probably did a two-hearted clone and I don't know, you name it. Uh, and then by our fourth batch of beer that we did all grain, we had we decided to just go crazy and brew a Russian Imperial Stout. That Russian Imperial Stout is named Axis Monday. Um, wow. So our first recipe that we ever did together and from scratch was Axis Monday. Uh, and that's been the hardest beer to replicate on a production system. I just got a little chill hearing that. Wow. That's adorable. Don't, don't you say that it's never story. been as good as it was in your basement? Uh, right? we, we've never perfected it. And, and each time... Well, keep trying. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> so on that note, we'd like to welcome two fine homebrewers. Uh, we've got Adam Stone, uh, a.k.a. at BAS Beer Man. Uh, he is the man behind the uh, Big Slam Brewing, and we've got a friend of the show, someone who's been on before, and uh, glad to have him here again tonight, Shane Brammer, uh, the Blue Hen Brewing Brewmaster. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. Oh, thank you. Yep, thanks for having us. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, it, it, we just heard from Kenny, and it, it can start, you know, it, it can, it, it, you know, he said, I'd lost interest. It didn't really turn me on. Uh, was it any kind of ex same experience for either one of you guys or something? You know, did, was it fits and starts or something you jumped into right away? My dad went to Germany when he was in uh, the service, and he came back and he started home brewing. So I was around it when, even when I was a teenager. I always loved the smell, the sights, and even when he would give me like a little nip off of it. And uh, I actually wanted to start home brewing like 12 years, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 years ago, and I didn't. I wish I would have, but... And and so he was he was even into it before really anybody was into oh, yeah. it I guess wasn't yeah he? yeah he used to get those big cans of just the extract they were just huge and they would just sit for months because they could mm -hmm. and yeah he would make huge batches and uh, his best batches were always the German inspired ones it was great <laughs> well I got I got involved in homebrewing because whenever I get into something you know like beer I like to kind of tear it apart and put it back together i mean i tasted beer for you know quite a while and i decided you know let's try to make it and in the process of brewing different you know recipes and things uh you really get first of all you get an appreciation for how difficult it is to get it to come out just right um plus you get you you just learn a lot more about when hops are added to the boil or you know dry hopping uh, different kinds of uh, different kinds of malts and yeast. You know how long to you know how long to ferment. You know gravities and all that stuff. So it's it, it after after brewing a bat it, it just it just brewing one batch of beer. You kind of develop a, an appreciation for uh, for the beer that you know, you kind of take for granted sometimes. I think that's the biggest thing with me was it was you know I've I've never been a great home brewer but that that brewing that batch gives you that respect for everything else you're drinking it kind of opens up the world of understanding you know what's going on with the beer see i brewed my first beer this week with shane she was on assignment um, <laughs> i was um i i thought it was a little bit easier than i expected it to be well we did an easy recipe well <laughs> shut up um no i but it was like fun because i like i kind of had always thought of it as like this like thing that was like so hard to do and like i would never figure it out and then, like, once we were doing it, it was really just, like, following any other recipe. It was, I don't know, it was easier than I thought. So. So does the, so 
does the create creativity then come into it for you guys when you start developing your own recipes and start deciding that there's something that you want to do on your own and maybe something that there's not a kit for or you want something that maybe is in a kit but doesn't you know but but doesn't quite meet your you know meet your your approval or your taste or for us absolutely none of our beers where we've never made a clone um like Tupug came by because we were restricting ourselves we decided my brother has two pugs that's where it came from he has two black pugs i have a half a pug well, there you go. We have, uh, he has two, two black pugs. So we decided, okay, black pug, black IPA. We're going to use two malts, two grains. That's where the two came from. So we limited ourselves. I mean, you know how hard it is. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, making a smash isn't easy, but making a, we, what we call a T-Math was almost even more difficult because you have nothing to hide behind. Right, right. Well, uh, we have some fine samples here, including the... Two plug, two plug black IP. I'm going to screw that up, especially the longer. And it break. is it is fixed thanks to Hark Johnny. Hark Johnny, he's a uh, certified beer judge. He tasted it. He said it was a 35 out of 50, and needed more dry hop. And see, you know, we've we've had this, and we're going to touch on on beer styles and BJCP guidelines and things like that. You know, we we tried two pug on on the show. I don't remember which show that was that we we had it, but like eight. Um, Wasn't it the one with the the guys from Darkness? I think you're right. I, anyways, we we tried it and I loved it. You know, who were basically homebrewers themselves and blew our minds with some stuff that they with they that they had brought too. So it's it's almost it's almost frustrating when you hear that you know it's, you know judge thirty five like that. That's not a thirty five beer. That's you know. Oh, I was glad to, to accept thirty five. <laughs> in you know, in my book. But that's, you know, I understand. Too. As well, a black IPA, maybe it is. We actually have some very extra special beers tonight that we're going to do. We're going to do two of these, and here's the first one. From the Beer Fridge. These are the homebrews, and what we have is the Two Pug, the, which is a black IPA. We have the... Uh, this is a spontaneous, spontaneous sweet stout. Spontaneous sweet stout. Uh, this is UD. UD. It's a, it's an IPA. It's uh, it's one of many versions of all American IPA out there. Uh, my spin on it was that I use uh, Zythos hops. Oh wow! Yeah. And then Brewer X Brewery X. <laughs> this is not my beer. Has brought us a a pumpkin. A homebrewed pumpkin ale, so, which which has been in the cellar which, for almost a year. So, if, so let's get started with. Uh, could go let's go with the lighter first with Shane's UD IPA. Uh, tell us about the process on this. What was the? Uh, uh, was it pretty straightforward? Or? Well, I, I I basically took the uh, the kit from Paradise and just made some changes to the hops. I had brewed I had brewed that recipe a few times really like it i mean it's been brewed at bad tom it's been brewed at at paradise uh in, you know for their tap room it's just uh it's just a you know fairly standard american ipa about 5.2 does does bad tom dry hop what's, theirs at all fun. do you know anybody i no? if they honestly i i can't really detect it but I, the paradise definitely does yeah. on their version for sure and there's you know there's some days up at paradise where they'll throw a few different versions up at the same time for you to try and it's 
we are passing around now, as you can tell uh, if you're watching on Periscope. And I did neglect to welcome all of our live worldwide Periscope viewers tonight. So here's to you, uh, as you can tell by the video that we are, we are actually drinking here. So Oh, it smells beautiful. Man, that sure does. Mm. I want to live in the glass. <laughs> and this is a little bit past its prime. I brewed this, I think, in um, May or June. So it's, you know, for IPAs, you generally want to drink those a little bit. So it's lost a little bit of the zithos on the nose. Oh, yum. Zippy. Zippy? That's the the aroma. That zithos? Yeah. And that's one of the... Yeah, it's got Columbus Centennial and etc. in there too, but zithos is what I was trying to feature. And when uh, when it was pretty freshly bottled, it was uh, was a lot more apparent than, than it is now. What... Because I'm, I'm a guy who all of his, the, the one attempt at homebrewing, all the bottles blew up in the basement and got all over the place. What? Is that going to happen in mine? We'll see. <laughs> I, I told you about the priming sugar. God. We'll, we'll measure out the priming sugar. What? What? What's the? I mean, what's the difference? In other words, why? How can you tell? I'm, I'm not. I don't know that. I don't know that I'm that good of a beer person or, or understanding. How can you tell that? What's the difference between the zythos? What should I be smelling for with the zytho? Should I be sm- zippiness? Zippiness yeah. mm-hmm. with a yeah. Z. It's it's got some <laughs> citrus, um, some fruit to it. I but think. But more is it? Is it more? Dank? Is it more piney or? This is I clean. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go for dank or. I wouldn't say it's dank or piney. Typically, I'd say this is a clean citrusy. Yeah, I get a real strong, fruity kind of citrus. Yeah. It sits right in the middle of the. And then that bitterness kind of comes yeah. in at the end okay. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, it's 100 IBU, so it's plenty bitter. Oh wow! Well, well I love it though. It doesn't take away. It's, any it's delicious. It tastes fantastic, doesn't it? Um, Thanks. Do we want to do the black IPA next? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Man, that's really good. Tina, you're doing a wonderful job as always. Oh, well, do we I, have eno- I only do this for a living. Do we have enough glasses today? or? or uh, we are going to run out, well, for sure. We'll just have to, we'll have, to, we'll have to double up. I just want to throw out a thank you to uh, Listerman and Blank Slate for... Uh, Providing the uh, <laughs> the that's right the glassware. Tell us. I can start we, passing this way. We yeah. we've discussed a little bit on the show, especially when I, when we did our show with uh, Listerman's. Um, the you know the shop's important, isn't it? Uh, where you go to buy your supplies, it's it's really. Um, I think it's, so. Yeah, it's really key. Yeah, you want to go to a place that has good grain turnover. I found out because if you get old grain, you're not going to have a good time. Uh huh. You don't enjoy your grain as much. That goes for all the ingredients, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, you know, I'm I'm an extract brewer, and I can definitely speak for that. You talked about those, you know, back when you just had the cans and stuff. You know, to have a, a shop that has a good turnover on their extracts, so right. it's always fresh. Oh my God, I'm making a mess now. Now what? Sh- now what should we be looking for in this, uh, Adam? What, what, I mean, well, the the nose is a little hoppier this go around. Uh, darker uh, and and real the dark malt is very prevalent in it. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not even a third of the uh, primary malt. It's just uh, uh, Maris Otter and uh-huh. uh, Carafa 3. It's still got that cough, like coffee, though. So at least that's what I'm smelling in it. 
I don't know if it's a power suggestion, but I'm definitely getting the Maris Otter. It's got yeah. it's got a very distinct taste to it. Well, we we went with Maris Otter because we didn't want uh, we wanted the the primary grain to have a little more oomph to it. Yep. That's why we didn't go two row. Oh, that's awesome. That reminds me of Identity Crisis. Well, you know, there's it's really good. easy to take a, a a black IPA and and make it too black or make it too IPA. Like it's there's not a whole lot around that kind of sit in that perfect little sweet spot. And uh, I think that's why I like this is that it does. Mm-hmm. I think Identity Crisis the same way. You know? yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite styles. Yeah, and it's I really that, like this. So I, this is my favorite beer. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it, this is amazing. I brewed it. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I drink it, I just I just want to sit back. <laughs> I don't blame it. It's a very good beer. What's Thank the you. ABV on it? Oh, gosh. I'd have to check my phone. <laughs> we have to drink a few and find out. I, I, I think it's around I'll eight. I'll test it out. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, dog. Smooth for eight. Ooh, yeah. two pug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Homer, do you That's want good. some? We love it. We're two for two. You guys yeah. are two for two. Um, and that's why we invited them on the show. <laughs> what, We're not going to invite any what crappy homebrewers. What do we think, home brewers, what do we think uh, the, the, the Brewer X pumpkin or the um, stout? Um, do you know what kind of pumpkin it is? Roll with the pumpkin first. I have no clue. It was... Brown pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Orange. Probably, Orange. Probably pumpkin out of a can. Well, because if that one's really spiced, we should go with no, this one it's, first. You know, and I, I haven't had it since... Let's go, spring, the, let's, go not, with, let's go with let's go with what we know. Let's go with the uh, with the. Why am I forgetting this? It's spontaneous. 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 And the only reason it's called spontaneous, we were at Listerman buying gear because you're always needing more lines and clamps. needing or wanting needing because <laughs> you always need to replace you know yeah this you know you want we'll, like a, a foot and we'll a half. We'll talk of, about that too. You know then. yeah, there's always something you need. Yeah. Even if you just buy new clamps, because last time you broke one, or me and my buddy, my brewing buddy, we've broke every hydrometer we've ever bought. <laughs> I still have one that's 20 years old. Well, we need to borrow yours. <laughs> we can break it for you. <laughs> and I know that it, now that I've said that, it's going to break. New one. I, I, I may brew tomorrow, and, and it might break. So. Well, when I, uh, when I brewed, my homebrew partner forgot the yeast. Oh, boy. So... You got to get the Thankfully, was really close by, and I didn't like the, the, the yeast that came with that kit anyway, so. You got to get bugs. Spontaneous sweet this is a stout. Sweet and stout? again, stout probably. Mm. Definitely sweet on the nose. Yeah, we, we'll, we, had a, we had an error when we were uh, malt. Or, uh, wow, my brain is not working right. Sorry, guys. We had a little a beer Kickstarter. Right. We had a problem we were mashing in. Uh, we had, we're having a problem with the mash ton, and then the false bottom screwed us. And uh, yeah, it's a little sweeter than we wanted. We were wanting a higher ABV, but this is what we got, and it's drinkable. It's got like kind of a nice cherryness to it, I, I feel. A- apple. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Apple is what I get. Apple. Yeah. It started more of as a, like a cherry amaretto, and yeah, it is kind of becoming an apple. Well, it's kind of, I think it's just kind of that tartness that that cherries and apples tend to both possess. It's fascinating. It's a, it's it's definitely sweet on the front end, but it almost has a dry finish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like it. it does have a dry finish. It's almost like, like a too. cider, which yeah. is kind of weird. <laughs> it's it's a little past its prime well, also. It's not a cider. But Cider's then again, beer. that's, 
Just that's just dimension. That's kind of part of it too, though, isn't it? Is 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 you brew something, you keep it, you keep it for a while, and then and then it changes, and yeah. then you get an idea. Of, you know, you get an idea of what it changes like, and sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, and and. Just tell us about that when when that happens. I mean, is it upsetting to you, or do you do you is it is it something that you're, you're I can used I can to speak or? a little bit to that. I we we brewed a batch one time that was a um, a vanilla Java porter. This was a while back, and drank through the entire batch over the span of about a year. And at the very end, the very last bottle, we cracked it open, and it was absolutely perfect. And it was the last <laughs> bottle of it. <laughs> you look at that, and you're like, wow. So if I had just waited a year before yeah. I'd open well, this up. Who can wait a year? That's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the fun of it, though, too. Brewer X. Well, we had a... Uh, the Ravishing obviously changed a lot. That We're went, out of glasses. That went from a crisp red to you know, a very Belgian-y flavored red. Hmm. All right, everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Vesuvius. Oh, yeah, the dogs are going to drink it. Bocce's oh. going to get on your Chester. head. Here. <laughs> well, Mike. All right, Brewer X. <laughs> Brewer X has delivered a... Uh... That thing is still going. <laughs> it's... I'm a... That well, I can an, say it's not under take, carb. Take a picture for Twitter, Angela. <laughs> that is a fifth and grade science there, project. I've been just, there many times. I just saw a chunk and... <laughs> no, oh, no, no, are you trying to kill us with this thing? Beer will not hurt you. We are committed. <laughs> I just saw a chunk. <laughs> you want me to rinse? We, are, we are committed. Anybody Perhaps if I pour... Yeah, if you pour some off. Uh, I think we'll be okay. It's just, it's just yeast. yeast the <laughs> From the bottom. Yes, your glass. Yeah, yes. Watch out for the chunks. Just a little bit, please. That's good. That's, uh, it's more than a more. <laughs> just, we, we do have drops and spills. There is, but, there is definitely some yeast in there. But just on the, uh, just on the uh, mixer. It's all right. <laughs> Again, Brewer X Thank pumpkin. You. Oh my, that's. Uh, I I do get the pumpkin still. Mm-hmm. I didn't Despite know if it would have. Chunk of pumpkin. Pumpkin and. Chunky, uh, chunky. Chunky, chunky. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> oh, yep, there's some chunks. Mm. Really? Yeah, you know. Pretty damn yeah, good. good. Other than the fact that it was a little foamy. Little chunky. Nice and dry. <laughs> little stirred up from the car ride, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that's, that is that, good. That's pretty nice. Brewer yeah, X. I like that. Brewer X, you've done a fine job. <laughs> I do like that very much. That's 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 actually very good. I'm surprised it, more the pumpkin didn't now, drop out. Is, is something like that hard to do? Pumpkins or apples or oh, I've never done a pumpkin you know beer. I mean we made a, any kind of fruit any kind of we made a vanilla uh, blueberry and it came out okay and like kind of what we were vanilla saying, blueberry what uh, beer well like was it like a <laughs> it, was, it was like uh, pie pie it was like beer thirty percent wheat it's like beer. okay it was uh it didn't really come out great it didn't have enough uh, multi backbone in uh. The vanilla overtook the blueberry, and then the blueberry, when it did finally show up, just 
didn't do anything for us. I mean, even the best craft brewers sometimes have a problem with, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I mean, tw- we've like heard... 21st Amendment, hell or, high water, hell or high watermelon comes to mind. I didn't taste any watermelon in that thing it at just, all. At least like not the one I had me. the one yeah. time. You didn't taste watermelon in hell or high watermelon wheat? No. It tastes like earth to me. Like if I went out, if I went outside, <laughs> like if you ate the dirt. Yes, from, from what I understand, it's it's very difficult to get a this watermelon and cheese beer to actually taste like watermelon. Well, because watermelon, there's a, a lot of I think that there's a difference between yeah, what we fl- like watermelon, like artificial flavoring, and because actual watermelon kind of just tastes like water. It's right. a little bland. Like it's you know, slightly it's, sweet. It's good, but it's not like I don't think it has enough character in it to be able to actually like put yeah. convey and what you want to convey into a beer. To me, Heller High Watermelon tastes like a Jolly Rancher. Interesting. That, that's why. I <laughs> Disagree. Your taster is busted. Homer is over. Uh, Chester is over here looking up what? the spilt beer, which is great. Listen, hey, we're going to do dogs. some business. Uh, we will be right back. Uh, you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches, using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg, and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. And then, well, then sophomore year that came, that was the liquor year, so I'm <laughs> I switched to whiskey. I switched to all that stuff. That was the uh, year. And that then honestly, uh, that's fantastic. I think the first time I had it was like right when Alltech released Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. I had that, and I'd never had any, anything like it up to that point. And I was like, okay, I can do. It. At first, I was just like, sweet, this is a lot of alcohol. It's cheap, and it tastes great. I'm doing it. This is a good transition from yeah, the liquor right, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
couple of shows ago, Eric Napier talking about his college drinking habits, which was pretty funny. Uh, and uh, there's a guy that never homebrewed a day in his life. Yeah. He, the first time that he ever brewed was when he walked into the Bad Tom Smith Brewery and and started working with started working there. So well, and you know um, what was funny is I uh, I walked into Madry on I don't know Thursday or whatever one day I was there every day this week. Um, <laughs> I walked in at one point and was talking to my brewer friends and was like, Hey, I, I, I brewed my first beer this week, whatever. And, um, one of the brewers who shall remain unnamed, you know, I was like, Oh yeah. And like, you know, I was kind of telling him about it. He was like, Oh, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I've never home brewed. Like, well, when we really, we, t- we talked to Braxton <laughs> and, you know, Richard Dubay had never brewed a batch at home before, you know, like he, he had never gone on like a small system like that. He just, I guess you kind of just right. missed out on it. Yeah, yeah right. I guess you kind of just assume that people who make beer for a living, like at least dabbled in it as a hobby first, you know? Well, it, it seems like people come to it from, you know, all, all different places. So, right. But tonight, we are with two uh, Cincinnati home brewers, uh, Shane Brammer and Adam Stone. And gentlemen, welcome back. And uh, we just saw what they had and what Brewer X has in this uh, foamy, fizzy pumpkin <laughs> ale. Uh, now we have some actually very special bottles, and uh, we're going we're gonna to sink back. From the beer fridge. All right, we're we're throwing it back to we, when we started. We used to have from the beer fridge segments that lasted forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, these these beers, one is very special. In fact, I mentioned I kind of put forth on the um, Facebook page today <laughs> that it might be the holy grail of um, ale. ale? Holy Grail, one of the Holy Grails. Now, there's probably a half a dozen. Um, what do you think? Holy Grail of craft beer. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, one of my favorite beers. Is, Here, I, go ahead. I should uh, let you do this. One of my favorite beers is uh, <laughs> Blank Slate. They're, uh, what's the white IPA? Oh, Lesser Path? Lesser yeah. Path. I love that. Beer. No, but I, I mean, one that you've heard of. Scott is cracking, oh. or Sean is, Shane is cr- cracking it open. <laughs> Oh, Shane. They, I do it all the time. Um, he called you Scott and then Sean. And Sean is cracking open the Pliny the Elder. Okay. I got to be honest. I don't have a Holy Grail. I uh, I just drink. Go ahead. Since they're listening, I'll say Maiden Flight by Dogberry. There's, um, there's Dark Lord. There's, um, you know. What else? Um, Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper. Yeah. Uh, stuff from Hill Farmhouse. Did Mom get some? No. Hill Farmstead. What did I say? Farmhouse. I, you know, I, I'm not real big on the the, the, the hunt. You know, there's some people that that love hunting the the, those beers yeah. down, and I, I, you know, I appreciate them when I get a chance to try them, but. Well, yeah, I mean, to me, I when it comes to beers like this, it's always nice to have one. It's always nice to try it. Come on, um, Mike. Puff, puff, pass. I find it. <laughs> um, I find it like, you know, if you look in your own backyard, there are so many beers that are 
just as good, if not better than these kind of big, you know. Um, Absolutely. So I, I've never really been one for the kind of tracking down, um, you know, the big holy the grail beers. The whales. I yeah. hate to say that. That I sounds so douchey. It is. It's very um, but it's so I've never really been one to do that. But I mean, I have always just sort of lucked into it. I've been lucky enough. I was hanging out at Liberty's one night and one of the guys behind the bar had a heady topper. So I got to try that there. I've actually tr- I tried Pliny a couple weeks ago. Um, one of my friends brought it in because he had just gotten back from, where is it, San, Di- San Diego? No. What? It's in Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Okay. Santa, yeah, Santa Ana. Um, Same thing. And then, you know, uh, last year <laughs> after, or this year after Dark Lord Day, one of my friends brought in some Dark Lords. So, that, you know, they're, I've been, just been able to try them just by being around people who are kind of, you know, those kind of people that will look for beers. But, um, and it's always nice to do, but. It's also fun to just well, drink beer in your backyard. I think it's outstanding. Santa Rosa, I'm sorry. I, I think Santa that oh, that's all right. if you had in your head the idea of a ideal pale ale, American pale ale or IPA, um, this Double meets... You, huh? Double IPA. Double IPA. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's an American IPA. I this, mean, it is. Yeah. Know, those, those hops. Yeah. This meets, this meets your expectations and then some. Um, however... I'm it's it's wonderful I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it all the ad- accolades that it deserves but there are as we were just talking about any number of locally available and regionally available beers I, uh, that are that are as good if not better I don't know about as it's good or not better different. but they are they are suitable substitutes <laughs> it's 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 so you know? it's so hard to compare a beer to another beer you know they all have their own personality and they all have their own little characters even you know you same recipe but you know, you know the water and things like that obviously go into effect but they're all different it's hard to say this beer is but you like what you like right you know, like right. I like what I like and I actually like his IPA better, personally. Right. And I thought Double Plus Good from Madry was one of the best beers I've had in a long time. That's very yeah, good. I missed that beer. Oh, God, it was so good. I didn't, so I, didn't good. Get a, I didn't get a shot at that because I don't spend all my time at Madry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should start. So Pliny the Elder, everybody, uh, if you get the chance, I, I, I don't know if I'd it's go. It's definitely good, yeah. for you know, sure. I mean, You were fortunate enough that... Yeah. You, that did you go? No, you I did, did not, not go. go. I, my brother was out west and just happened to stop by and um, got his uh, twelve bottle maximum allotment and uh, brought it back. <laughs> and you know, that's—I mean, they could—they could literally say, "Huh, one bottle, sir," you know, or two Absolutely. bottles. I mean, they, you know, so and, and people pay. I don't. I've seen people pay obscene amounts on the quote secondary market for for this. Uh, if you go to the tap room and buy a bottle, it, it's a—it's not a. Bomber, it's a, I think it's a sixteen point nine ounce bottle, uh, five dollars fifty cents. Really? Wow! Yeah, I yeah. would have guessed like twelve ninety nine. Yeah, that, well, that's know, the great that's thing what, about them. That's they what Madtree sells they theirs could, for. They could sell it for that. They yeah. could sell it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Have to have a talk with those guys. Yeah. Um, and and it's 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 a classic double IPA. It I, it may not technically be the the best one out there, but for me, it's the one that kind of really kind of put double IPAs or imperial IPAs right, on the map. Right, right. And something, and I don't think they've really done anything to change the recipe. They may have tweaked a hop here and there uh, since it became since it kind of achieved legendary status. Uh, but one thing that kind of tells you how 
I don't want to say dated it is, but how things have kind of grown since this kind of set the standard is that this is uh, 8% ABV. Wow. For so, and what do we have? Uh, double IPAs that are oh. 10. Galaxy's 10.2. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so a classic, and again, it's 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 great to know. And then, the, not a lot of it gets out of California distribution wise. Yeah. But one of the places that they do distribute it is in Philadelphia, yeah, Monk's Cafe. Yeah, my favorite place. Whenever <laughs> I'm there on business, I head straight to Monk's Cafe. There, there's one place in Philadelphia that's that that, that, that you can get it occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. They get a they get a couple of every time I've been there in the past five years, they've had it. Thank God. But wow. I mean, it, it's if they didn't, you know, they have such a great beer selection there. It's it's an amazing place. Okay, the next one. The next one we're going to try is I, I don't know if a, any of you folks uh, know that I took a sojourn a couple of weeks ago. Um, Nancy and I went to Sarasota, Florida, actually Anna Maria Island, Florida, for our anniversary, and we went to J Dubs Brewing on the recommendation of, uh, and I really want to thank uh, the guys from Fermented Reality down in uh, Tampa. They recommended that I visit J Dubs, so I called them up. Gave him a big spiel about uh, Cincy Brewcast and told him that uh, that uh, we did a beer podcast and uh, we we're going to try a couple of their beers that I was that I was able to bring back, uh, smuggled them through airport security. <laughs> and the first one is their. What happened to the bottle? Uh, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, that's right. I told. I said, let you open it. Is the we sun, have a beer it, podcast without a bottle opener? Can that be the unofficial tagline? Son, <laughs> son of opener? son of Yam from yeah. J Dubs Brewing on Twelfth and Mango Streets in Sarasota, Florida. It is a um, yam ale, uh, much like the uh, much like the pumpkins. Uh, that are that are going around this time of year. Uh, they didn't want to use pumpkin. They thought they'd be a little bit different. Yam is a little bit more yam sweet potato is a little bit more of a southern sort of a sort of a thing. Um, they made they used 200 pounds of yams, and in fact, the brewer um, uh, Tom mentioned that him and the owner, and the and the owner went down and peeled 200 pounds of yams. <laughs> oh my god. At a restaurant nice. in Vero Beach and 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 uh and and um, and then roasted 200 pounds of yams that they used inside the uh inside the um, the, the the batch. So which I did see a tweet from um our local 50 West doing their home sweet home the other yes, day. Yes, yes. I did mention that to them. And also, doesn't doesn't Thunderstone use yam? Don't no. they use yam? No. Pumpkin. Any, no. They use pumpkin. You know, pumpkin, might. No, they don't. Pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> I thought they did. Thundersnow definitely no, Thunder does Snow not. Thundersnow is definitely just spices. Um, and pumpkin is too. They don't just use the pumpkin spice. They don't use any actual pumpkin. I honestly don't know if I would be able to taste the difference between a pumpkin and a yam in a beer. No, because it's most of what you taste are the spices that go along with it. I think, but I love that would be an interesting. This is called Son of Yam, and the uh, label is a yam, but with (laughs) with like like sinister Mister Potato Head like features, and he's got the gourds, the little tiny pumpkins, like held by the stem. And they have like horrified faces, and he's got a knife, and he's like stabbing. 
And that appeals the pumpkin. to you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Those guys got a great sense of humor down there. <laughs> and while all they like have... while all like four of the other pumpkins <laughs> slash gourds look on in terror. I, I've been meaning... It's really hilarious. Hold it up to Periscope so I, they can I took, see. I took, I took pictures. I took pictures, and I've been meaning to post them, but on all their brewing tanks they have all these giant pictures they've got one of samuel l jackson with the with the thought bubble with the thought bubble coming out the, the speech bubble saying say what again i dare you <laughs> they've got one with rocky on it they got one with elvis on it they got one with mad max on it uh what else uh, they got one with uh a jack black as uh nacho libre they got, <laughs> That's awesome. he said they're big they're big movie guys too so they've got all their uh in fact we started riffing a little bit on caddyshack uh, i love that about eight ball as well yeah 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 with their pop culture just yeah. over the eyes yeah the place. yeah yeah I really like I've this. I've got it. We've got something, uh, Angie. Oh uh, no! I'm sorry. I was trying to see myself oh. on Periscope. Oh lord. And then, and then. I really want this you, with you, food. Do you like that? I really like this. I, 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 I want it with Thanksgiving dinner. You know, yeah, it'd be awful good, wouldn't it? It's. That's all right. Brewed well, with with real walnuts and allergen. I'm pretty sure my Periscope just said Cincy Brewcast joined. And then that was the other thing yeah. that that was the other thing I didn't know that, that they mentioned yeah. to us is that they took all the spices and all the sugar and all the walnuts and they did. I think he said like ten or fifteen trays of basically this walnut. Oh my God! Brittle. I want it. That they scraped then off of the pans and dumped into the tank. So I like this more than Pliny. There uh, you go. Just saying. And then, really good beer. and then the then the last one, and I, you guys are really going to get a kick out of this one. I think pour some of that water in there. And rinse that out. This is uh, this is their American Wild. We did. What did we do, Nancy? Forty minutes with those guys. Forty minutes. Since you broadcast water is actually pure vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Makes the show sound better. And we spent so we spent forty minutes. We encourage uh, everybody at home recording recording with the B Dubs guys, and then we drank with them for another hour or an hour and a half. J Dubs and J Dubs. What did I say? B Dubs. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Blazing. And. Um, as as we were doing as we were drinking it was like oh you got to try this one oh you got to try this one and, oh i think i've got a bottle of that left uh, in the uh, in the back or whatever and this is one of the ones that they um, gave me in fact this was um, tom the brewer's uh, personal stash i believe it's called american wild is brewed with brett it is uh, it is uh, wax sealed if i can get it open it'll be great if i can get the wax off of there I want, the, um, I want the rest of Shane's IPA. It is a... It is <laughs> a guess which one it is now. <laughs> it is a barley wine um, that they did with... Uh, Thank you. That's why it's called American Wild. Uh, it's aged in uh, George Dickel barrel. Who? <laughs> George Dickel. Have you ever... ever? No. Yeah. It's a bourbon. It's a bourbon. Oh. So, oh. Or I'm sorry, is it a Tennessee whiskey so or is it bourbon? Uh, it's uh, t- actually, I think it's a Tennessee yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Um, My bourbon friends are going to kill me if they're listening to this. <laughs> the, uh, 
think he had to take a knife to this thing. <laughs> Shane's IPA is really good out there, guys. Thank you. Everybody on Periscope can watch Mike struggle with this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> at least somebody can get prepared. If I don't cut my hand off with this thing now, <laughs> I don't think you can. Because that's my, that's my M.O. Since you guys going to do live, we have you on Mercy untapped, Anderson. Right? We have spill protection on the equipment. Does that include blood spatter? <laughs> if you guys want to check the two pug in on Untapped, I, I you can just piggyback on mine. Okay, I checked it in just. It's now. actually got a pretty good. Does that rating. mean we have to follow you? Follow? You are following me, aren't you? Yeah, it was just a joke. <laughs> Did you unfollow it me? Se- well, I mean, yeah. it seemed like a plea for followers. <laughs> no, I was talking to you guys. If you wanted to check it in. All right. No, I, I, I have plenty of followers I don't know. Yeah. Particularly a Norwegian dude who checks in weird stuff. But the <laughs> only use of followers on Untapped is that it just clogs that little feed up of people that you're trying to yes. cheers. Right. It's like when you see like your, your, your actual friends. Or, yeah. I still have to finish my... I've like, had success with the bottle cap, the, uh, <laughs> the, the dipped <laughs> bottle cap. Yeah. Next time, guys. Next time, guys. Wrap a little, uh, yeah, a little, a little tape around it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to want it, Mike. Sour smell right away. You can tell it's got. I'm sorry, it's, what is this again? This is a. Oh wow. This is a barley wine brewed with Brettanomyces, aged in George Nickel sour mash barrel. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent alcohol. So. American style barley wine. I don't know that I've ever had a Brit barley wine. Wow. I still need some. No, you don't get it. Now, do we know when this <laughs> when this was bottled? I think he told us what was it, Nancy? About a year. Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. Mm. I like it. It's really smooth. About a year because oh, God. because this was his <laughs> personal this was his personal bottle that that he had left there's just like something about that smell for some reason that just like i don't know and i don't know if it like makes my my saliva glands go because of like i find it appetizing or it's because i'm about to throw up there's like it's really what is it tell me because i got i had the taste and it reminded me of the last time i drank a barley wine i was really wasted yeah because barley (laughs) wines make you wasted yeah i got the like remembrance of like oh that's what it is yeah it's like too i can't i'm like scared to taste it i'm gonna get hammered the the barrel and the whiskey barrel uh aging and the bread kind of overwhelm the barley wininess yeah to some degree but it's a it's a fantastic beer i mean it's something I've there's never there's had a before. whole lot going on here it's yeah, very like, unique, a lot going on you could on. you could take a glass of this and let it sit all night and let it warm up and change i think you'd pick out all kinds of different stuff as time goes on i mean it's it's you know what it's got it's got that spiciness that bourbon has without mm-hmm. having that overwhelming overwhelming bourbon or sour mash yeah see not i'm not flavor. at all it's yeah that's, I, that's what i'm saying some booziness but it's i'm not, not getting that like boozy yeah. oaky kind of bourbon flavor. i get oaky on the nose a little Dude. oakiness well i yeah. can't smell it so or else i <laughs> well, i'm <laughs> smelling <laughs> for you <laughs> but, but imagine really wonder what this was like fresh yeah but imagine we had drank their entire range of beers from you know blonde ale to 
you know, didn't they have stout, some kind of pineapple uh, Kolsch or something? Pineapple like Kolsch, pineapple mango yeah. Kolsch, and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Uh, and then, and then we we had a, a, a bottle of their uh, first anniversary beer, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and then they brought this out, and I'm like, "What is this? The what, what is this? The wedding feast at Canaan?" I said, "You serve the best stuff." <laughs> well, it's got some cherries too. At, at the last, so any, listen, uh, we're we're gonna do some business. We're gonna talk more home brewing uh, with Shane and Adam right after this. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. It may be summer, but that just means it's the right time to start thinking about the uniform needs for your fall and winter sports teams. Whether it's new embroidered gear bags for your volleyball club, silk-screened warm-up hoodies for fall baseball, or a hot new look for your basketball team, Eastgate Custom Graphics can work with you to capture your team's unique style. Eastgate Custom Graphics team design experts can help you to stand out from your competitors, and with great brands like Nike, Port Authority, Hanes, and more, ECG has the names your players want to wear. It's also not too early to think about back to school, and ECG has all your spirit wear needs. We have gear from many of the East Side schools, and if you don't see it, just ask, and Eastgate Custom Graphics will design it for you. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica. Talk to Don Hall or any of the design pros at ECG at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphicswithanx.com and customize your look today. Eastgate Custom Graphics, the official imprinting and apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast. So the first beer I ever had that really just shocked me and made me realize what beer could be about was uh, Dogfish Head 90 Minute. Um, so whenever I first tried that beer, it was just amazing. I, I couldn't believe that beer could taste like that. Uh, it just shocked me. So I, I kind of got obsessed. Uh, for a few years, I talked about actually starting to brew and then in 2008 for my birthday my wife uh, finally bought me a beer kit she was done listening to me talk that was actually the extended cut <laughs> i didn't mean to play that one i meant to play another one that was a little bit shorter but that's bob bob ballas of uh, fibonacci talking about uh, his road to craft beer and that dogfish head was the first one his first love so um we are sitting here talking home brewing and drinking some incredible beers uh with shane brammer and adam stone shane with uh, blue hen brewing adam stone with uh, big slam brewing uh their homebrew names and they're pretty cool names i like I like what is the what is what is the significance of big slam well uh i actually can't talk a lot about big slam because there's an ongoing investigation <laughs> we we believe that he uh murdered big slim on a hunting trip oh i see very much like a uh very dick cheney-esque yeah i was gonna say dick cheney was he hunting with dick cheney and uh but uh we had to name it big slam because uh my co-brewer lost the poker game to Big Slam. Oh, so I see. So he won the naming rights. I see. Okay. And then uh, Blue Hen, of course, we we know. Uh, yeah, I stole it. It's um, it's, <laughs> it's you know I don't you know I don't brew commercially, obviously, so it's you know it's no violation of the law. But it's um, the, the Blue Hen Brewing was uh, one of those men, one of the many contract brewing operations in the '90s. Um, they they had a brand in the little office, but they brewed it I think in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was, they made some good beers. Uh, they made a really good black and tan. Um, 
but they kind of went under when the uh, the uh, the '90s craft homebrew or craft uh, craft brew bubble burst. It's painful to think about that time. Yeah, um, but uh, some lessons to learn there too. And That's of course, true. the blue hen is the yeah, that, is the mascot of uh, uh, Delaware yeah, University of I, Delaware. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a graduate of the University of Delaware, so I kind of take that around with me. So. <coughs> Oops. Nobody knows what's going no. on right now. <laughs> I thought maybe it was going to be the like, University of Delaware fight song or something. Yeah, this, this week it's, in baseball. Do your best, this, Mel Allen. This oh. week. Hello, friends. This is Mel Allen here. And we'd like you to welcome you to This Week in Beer. <laughs> you do the best Mel Allen. I, I don't. I know I don't. No, you do. I did I'm my, serious. You I did my bad. I, I did my really bad uh, Keith Jackson a couple of weeks ago too. Keith Somebody Jackson, made. you missed on it. Mel uh, Allen, you do pretty good. Um, this week in beer, we got a lot of stuff going on. Gnome, talk about it real quick. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> we could spend a first, whole show talking about this week. First, in beer. first of all, you will not find a better description of what's going to take place in the next year, year and a half. At we should probably talk about that one last because it's going to be the longest one. <laughs> I, you, you, you. At 50 West, <laughs> you will not find a better description of what's going to happen over the next year, year and a half at 50 West than you will on the gnarlygnome.com. Thank you. The gnome is all over the story. Yeah, you can pay to get some kind of a story. All you got to do is go to the gnarlygnome.com and read the real story, the free story. And uh, what what a mind-boggling. But There's, I think some people could say they almost kind of saw it coming, too, as far as right. what they were going to do with their various facilities that are owned by the same family or the same group over there on um, 50 West uh, Columbia Parkway. What's so neat to me is that they're they're really tying it all in together. You know, they, they, they have different facilities that have been doing different things, but none of it all kind of linked into one group. And I guess, you know, they've kind of started to really figure out who they are as a brewery and what that brand, I hate, I hate using the word brand because it makes it feel so artificial, but it's not. It, it, their clientele, the people that, that, that work there, the people that own the place, like this is who they are. And so it's, it's, it's kind of neat to see all that kind of starting to click together and and guys, you might be able to jump in on this, but one of the, one of the things where they've gotten a lot of criticism over the years is the fact that there are beers there that you can go sometimes that you really like that would you would think, wow, this is one of their core beers, obviously, and you go the next time and it's not there. It's not on because they're brewing some of the other stuff, some of the other one-offs and things like that. So they are, looks like with that new facility where they take over the, Hahana Beach sort of bar, oh, nice. uh, and, and put that put together a uh, brewing facility there, a pr- more production brewing, and they'll be able to keep a lot of their you know, favorites they'll, they'll on have tap the a lot more all the time. But I, just have, I have one thing to say about Fifty West. I don't think anyone in the city has a better porter or stout like catalog than Fifty West. But you can But there are times that you go there that you can't get right. everything. Absol- yeah, absolutely. So. But I'm saying when they have the port, any porter and stout, solid. Yeah, drinking right. yeah. Ghost of Imogene was like changing my life when I was drinking it mm-hmm. and they had that what was it 4x4 that was yeah. another Imperial Stout or something like that. I just 
I would go there and get a flight, and if I couldn't see through it, I was in heaven. <laughs> oh. You know, and, and 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 part of that, you know, yes, you know, they'll have some kind of core beers, whatever you want to call that, the favorites that will be on tap more or all the time. But you know that the current space in there and now will become the pilot brewery, and there will still be those taps, and it'll still just roll through, you know, one-offs and and weird things and just ideas that they have something they want to try, something they want to screw around with, but. It's it's there's a lot that's going to be going on there. So they're keeping the volleyball courts, yeah. but the but the, obviously the facility that's attached to the volleyball courts is going to change its focus. Right. I would imagine they'll have a small tap room in there still for people to yeah. enjoy yeah. A, a beer after the volleyball. They're going to I would imagine then be, be expanding uh, their uh, the tap room. I would assume if they're taking some of the brewing facility out of there. Um. I, I think does it does that I, make sense or I, I I don't think they're taking anything out. Oh, I see. Well, from, right, yeah. From what that's... I understand, it's all everything across the street is new. From what I understand, and I I could be wrong on that, but Maybe I, I two, think everything. Two kitchens, two I, tap rooms. Kitchens, I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. Their food's amazing. Um, so. they're they're. I, I'm assuming the kitchen will not go away. In the Guys, I love space. 50 West. I almost wore my 50 West hat. <laughs> no, I'm a huge 50 West. Supporter. And then, and then the uh, a bike the, rental. The, yeah, their well, rental is still not definitely confirmed. I don't know why they won't. Yeah, but they 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 are not a hundred percent sure you'll be able to rent bikes, but they're going to open a bike shop and a canoe livery, which kind of embraces that's not theirs. The whole okay, that's, that's not theirs, but it's it is right in in the middle of what they're uh-huh. doing. It's there right now. It's uh-huh. behind the the pizza place okay. there across the street. Okay, Wait, what's so, going what's going on over there? <laughs> everything is going beer, on. It sounds like beer, beer, food, bikes, canoes, it's volleyball, volleyball. So and, drunk fat guys playing volleyball. <laughs> Do you know how bad of a server I am? It, it's it's about building. It was just the way it was described to me, and the way that I, the way that I feel it is that it's about building these experiences around beer. You, you can go anywhere and you can have a pint of beer, but what are those things that stick in your head? It's the stuff you're doing around beer and the. The well, memories right. you're creating with it, and 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 their location yeah. is perfect for that kind of stuff too. Right. Well, and and they're embracing the, the little Miami River, the bike trail right. that's right there, the, the people uh, that live around there, and so I mean that's sure. it's it, you know it, it it fits in with all that. Sure. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is exactly why I love Listerman. I love going to their tap room. It has a homey feel. Right. Yeah. You know everybody. It's there. Norwood. Yeah. It's Norwood well, through and through. Well, and like, you know every like I love going there. Like I remember when Chris Mitchell was still working there before Woodburn. I, went, I would go in there, talk to Chris, get tips, go talk to Alan, get tips, and I love it. Like, I go in there, and I, lo- I know everybody. Right. It's great. And uh, since I am also a retailer, I also talk to, like, Jason, and I talk, you know, I talk to everybody right. who works there. So when I go in there, it's like it's like going in and seeing extended relatives. It's, it's great. It, That's I, exactly what I like about Mantry. Exactly. I, I call it the brewer's basement. I have, you know, and there's, there's a post <laughs> coming that I've been working on for a while about the different tap rooms around town the different categories everybody falls into there's 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 a couple themes of 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 tap room but that's that's a whole different well and considering we're back here in the friendly confines here on um here in beautiful downtown mount carmel we would be remiss if we did not discuss uh mount carmel brewing uh, at uh at um dingo's eight my a uh, good friend of the show, Scott Lau, posted some pictures, including Mike Dewey standing in front of the brand new tanks that are 
uh, I guess even as we speak, filled, away. filled with the Ardennes. beautiful yes. Belgian Ardan quad. They have new glassware that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And were these ones approved by yeah, management? Buddy. Yes. Yes, they were approved. Last and time they weren't. The bottle. They're, they showed the picture of the bottle. And, and they're, it's going to be in bottles just like the Imperial IPA and the Coffee right. Brown. Uh, another one of the Snapshot series About goes in the bottle. About that, though, uh, I, I, I heard stories of people getting Growlers of the Ardennes and then taking it into their car and pouring it into bottles <laughs> so they could bottle it and age it. Oh, that's and funny. So, oh, wow. I, so it's like, I'm You've thinking, heard why stories? You? You've done it? I've never done it. It's a personal experience. It's a Gary story, but I I, I believe it. Um, but it's it's... It was it's, it was that good of a quad that people were just dying to find some way to to bottle it and age it to see how well it. Uh, I mean, they well did it. A, they did a they did a tapping and a take and a, and a tap takeover with it with uh, with taste of Belgium. How much how much more right. approval yeah. can you get? Wow. Uh, and it was it was fan, it was fantastic and coming and again coming soon. I, I imagine uh, coming. I guess then along the lines of your your favorite neighborhood brewery. At Madry, we have Citra High. We coming. We. We. I'm just saying we, like She's as a collective, we, we like Cincinnati. We have Cincinnati. It. As a retailer, we have, will have it. Have food. Citra High coming this week, this Thursday. No, but you got about that. Um, just Citra High specifically, or other things Madry's doing. Please. Um, pumpkin. I mean, not just pumpkin. They've got bourbon barrel and rum barrel pumpkin. Oh yeah. Um, as part of the trunk series. Which I like the new label for that. I don't know if <laughs> you'll get awesome. those or not. That's you know, I that's, hope so. I I don't know. That might be their new thing now. Is kind of yeah keeping it in house. Well, so. just between I never got Tiamat or Tiamat. Or oh yeah. yeah, don't worry. They still have some right at the brewery. So. Well, they <laughs> should have distributed. They should have given it out to some of the that's good what I, that's what retailers. I'm that's that, but uh, that's a good question. Should they? You know, there's there's a lot of gripe that what's the point in going down to your local tap room and hanging out and having a big party for a day and hanging out with all your friends to pick up your bottle. When it's going to be in blue because ass shell? Every, everyone next week. likes a party. They have pizza there. Why not go? Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, I mean, they, it's the same reason should they you distribute don't just sit at home like and that. drink all and the time. Then, and then people like myself who don't get to spend all their time in the Mad Tree Tap Room, like some people <laughs> sitting at this table, because but somebody's got to work, right? But 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 you know, and, and this is probably not the right conversation with Adam sitting here. No, but as please. as supporters of of. Of, of of this local beer scene, shouldn't we push people to go to the tap room to pick stuff like that up? I think having both is the best option. Yeah. I mean, I who, who cares? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're getting it, you're buying it, then who cares how I, you pick it up I mean, or where you, you get it or where you drink it? If you don't physically have enough to distribute, then that's one thing. But I mean, if, Absolutely. If, if, if there's enough to go around, then why not? I mean, not everybody can can get down there and camp out. Right. Well, and I and I think and I, it has Citra to do High with, might be a little different than a trunk series and, bottle. Well, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think definitely. it has to do with too. I mean, like the Tiamat they made, it was on like a ton last year, and then this year it was on like maybe once for like a week in April, um, and then that's when they started working on the. Uh, that's when they started probably working on the trunk series bottle, but they're always making Axis, right? Or they, you know, last year Great Pumpkin was around until like. February. But how so, many how many rum barrels do they have? Well, 
There you go. I don't know. You got me. So, I, so you know, it's anyway, a hell so of a that's, discussion. I got to, I got into discussion on the on the Cincinnati Craft Beer Society uh, uh, Facebook with somebody the other day. The barrel aged and stuff like that takes extra effort right. to make. They oh, should be I, able to charge. I remember that conversation. Yeah, they, they should. They should charge a little bit. They should be able to charge a little bit more for it. But the price point, I'm not sure. I mean, and that's. I mean, where are you? It, 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 at the risk of of of, you know, burying Mike, the you lead have no here. Risk with me. At the risk of burying the lead here, Adam is also the the at BAS, which stands for Blue Ash Shell well, Beer correct. Man. So, what is, you know, what do you think is a? Do you think that craft beer? Is bearing all the price point that it can, or it, it, does, it, does it need to maybe start going down at some point? I mean, that's a question I want to ask everybody. Does does craft beer's pricing need to go become less than nine ninety nine a six pack? For- I can I can tell you, no. I can tell you every single year around this time. It used to be, it's like Christmas. It used to be earlier or later in the year there'd be a price increase, and the macro breweries do it too. It used to be later in the year. It's getting earlier. I just got last week Bud went up, this week Miller went up, and that's just the way it is. So if the craft is you know nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine, it's just it's better beer. It's in league with it. It's every year or every year it goes up. Well, so. here's here's the question. Um, you know what I nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine, six pack. Um, that's kind of the that's sort of the cigarette smoker question too. How expensive does it have to get for you to stop buying it? How, how what what what's your guys cap on how much you're gonna spend for a six pack depends how many groceries my wife will let me stop buying <laughs> i'm i'm at i think i'm at ten dollars yeah i think i'm at ten dollars if there's I, a price war where that pushes prices down i think that's going to be a bad thing for all of us because they're going to start skimming i mean I, I, I smoke cigars yeah. i try not to spend over ten dollars for a cigar and you don't have to you can find lots of great cigars for even under seven or eight dollars a stick, and and I think that you know, you ten dollars anything over ten dollars. I'm thinking about saving my ten dollars and going and getting a couple of pints at the tap room rather than well, you, get, you know, and that's, that's okay. You can do that. It's, but this is a beer drinking show. So I, I, I think Shane. <laughs> I think <laughs> Shane is one hundred percent right, though. I mean, you don't want to end up start getting filler in your beer because. They're trying to keep the price down. Well, and I think that there's, I mean, there's obviously a difference if the prices are going up because the cost of ingredients is going up or whatever. But if it's just going to be a price increase just for there to be a price increase to kind of line the pockets of the brewery or, you know, raise the prices because they know they can, that's a little bit of a different story. Right. You know, if you're getting the same quality beer and you have to pay an extra dollar a six pack because the price of hops went up, then that's what you have to do. But if it's just just for the purposes of making more money. But you, that's that's you, not what this is about. And, and the conversation that you were talking about on Facebook came around from barrel aging, you know, like if barrels are hard to come, I there's breweries locally here that are just searching for barrels, just desperate to get their hands on a couple barrels that can't get them. If they get one, whatever they have to pay for it, they're probably going to pay for that barrel, you know, like so what does that do to that beer? Of course it's going to raise that price. Is it worth it? Yes. Because you want that beer, you know, it's a, it, you don't have to buy that beer. Well, yeah, and, right. And then, That's, that comes down to you as the consumer. Right. If it's too expensive for you, don't buy it. And then kind of going away from that, one of the local breweries, like the first one, I guess, has jumped into the craft cider market. 
I'm and getting I'm getting that tomorrow. Let's let's oh, talk man. about that for a minute. Cider guys. Cider guys. We yeah. um we had it the rep came in last Tuesday. Angie and I were working together and Tuesday Pretty afternoons. Good. Yeah, Tuesday afternoons is when the um when our manager does the ordering and the reps come in and we got to try our adorable little Ryan guys rep. Dana, she's is that her name? I don't know her name. But she's well, adorable already. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> um but yeah, she I'll trade you, I got a hipster dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she came in tell her to go over your way. and we got to sample the um, dry hopped cider and the semi dry and the semi dry. The dry hopped was very, very, it wasn't super like apple It was more of a, it had more of a floral flavor from the hops. I think, I think the dry hopped one was my favorite. One yeah. It's exactly it what really I want delicious. out of a cider. Yeah. It's, it's more floral. It's not really sweet and fruity. It's do, more, do you know what hops they use to she said but we can't remember um and then the semi-dry one was a little bit more along the lines of just kind of your it's le- it was less sweet than like an angry orchard but it was kind of you know it was very apple like, apple-y, like yeah. but she said like mac did she say macintosh apples? yeah <laughs> yeah she said what did she say there were like six or seven different kinds of apples Something that they like used that, yeah. Um, they were, it was they were good. I mean, if you like ciders, that's something you should go. Yeah, on, I, I think. until Madry comes out with their uh, cider program, <laughs> I will be buying the Ryan Guy cider. I'm I'm curious to try it. I, it's good. It's good. I may actually be swinging through Blue Ash yeah. Shell. To well, get and that's I, you know, mix, I'm mix of six. There, uh, <laughs> are you mixing? Them? Oh, that'll be on the mix of six. I'll do three and three then. Well, and I'm a person who actually likes cider. I love ciders. I have no shame in that. Um, so if you I, like cider. I, I, and you can't. I mean, Angry Orchard is local, but it's yeah. doesn't really. I don't really count it. But Rangais is local. And, right. and Listerman just started doing, putting some ciders on tap too. Mm-hmm. We have oh, to yeah. give them a shout oh, out. Oh yes, yes, that's right. Um, yeah. I think some of those are made by Mr. Beer Mumbo himself. I well, his cherry kind of tastes like cough syrup to me. So. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but the pear, Shots pear is dead on. I actually got to try the pear before it was actually at Madry or uh, at Listerman. Oh shoot! I yeah. got to try it at his house. The pear, the pear was spot on. Angie and I had a uh, we went we in a couple, of a couple Mondays ago and had a few pear ciders before we went to trivia at Mount Lookout. Now, um, as as a, as a quick um, asterisk to that, I don't like cherry in most things because it always tastes like cough syrup. So. Uh, okay, I'm kind uh, of with you. Uh, you, had the, the, the you were the cherry cough syrup. Is that what you're? Constantly, and the Luden. See, I love the Luden's cherry cough drops. Well, that's because those are I, those taste. Those taste like candy. I, I those don't those, taste like. I eat those like candy. I, I, I hope to get sick so I can <laughs> eat a whole bag of Luden's cough drops. I have a spot of a cold, and I almost bought those the other day when I was trying. They to don't do anything for you, but like, they taste. They literally don't. They, 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 they are candy. Just drink the beer, then. That's right. Maybe the beer does the same thing. I look at the bag and says, "Do not." You know, it says has all the drug warnings on it. You know, do not take unless do not. Exceed the daily dosage. I'm like, screw it. Do not exceed four and four hours. Oh, you mean I can't eat a whole bag in one hour? Uh, <laughs> so, so going going back to Ryan guys, since we're still kind of on. Oh on yeah, them, sure. They their barrel aging program is finally kicking in too. I mean, they've had a couple things here and there, but they're they're starting to roll out everything here really soon. So. We're gonna see what they can do with something that's not a pale ale. The sky's ale. the limit. You know that. You know. Well, they've, they've done, got a, they've they've got a hundred barrels of sour beers yeah, just sitting so. there working away. So I think I might need to um, ask you a question after we do the show about them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll be honest off the air. There was, uh, <laughs> let's see. So we talked that and then, and then we would be remiss 
uh, in this week in beer. It's actually going to be next week in beer. I was not able to do a pre-recorded promo, but we are going to be joined uh, by Brett Coleman Baker and people from Urban Artifact and also Dave Volkman from Ohio Valley Hops next Tuesday. They are releasing their Calliope single. I don't single hop, but it's definitely Ohio Fresh Hop with Ohio Valley Hops beer. It's going to drop in the taproom on Tuesday, but we here at Cincy Brewcast are getting an exclusive pre-tap preview of the Calliope. They're also going to bring over the, which they're debuting tomorrow night, uh, uh, Tuesday, the Chariot, uh, Tart Cherry, their Tart Cherry Sour, which I love, River Towns. So I'm really looking forward to the Tart Cherry Sour from Urban Artifact. It's got to be right on point. They've Uh, got a Pumpkin Spice Goza on right now, which I've heard really good things I don't know if he's going to bring that. We have yet, I have yet to have the maze. Apparently Uh, they're going to be bringing the maze. Are they going to be bringing Uh, by the new Finn? The new Finn? Yeah. New Finn. I don't know. We'll send him an email. We'll tell him to bring. We'll tell him to bring up the beer truck, and then he can just park it out. <laughs> in front. Um, so anyway, that's well, next Monday night. Consult my handy dandy. Uh, the twelfth, uh, eight o'clock uh, on Periscope live uh, worldwide, eight p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and also uh, the podcast will post probably the next day. Uh, so that's going to be happening, and uh, we're going to take a short break. Wait, wait, we'll, wait, wait! Uh, One more thing this weekend: beer. We got two more. Two more. I got two more things <laughs> before please, we break. Please continue. There's dissension. Oh, I, I was I was gonna please I, continue. I would don't like tell to, me whoa 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 whoa. I would like to just anything. plug uh, Listerman the <laughs> annual craft brewers Oktoberfest coming up yep. this next weekend. Um, yep, ninth and tenth, I believe. They they also hinted that they've got something coming out with some some weird or rare hops or something well, like I that want a penguin. in the near future. So. I want a penguin. Uh, that hurts my feelings still. <laughs> um, you've also got um, some big news from Fibonacci. They just announced that they bought the, the, the lot next door to their brewery also, which cool. I don't know what they're going to do in the near future, but you know the kind of the, the idea um, is that it eventually will be a beer garden and some kind of urban farm and they're wanting to keep the house and do something with that. So um, some neat stuff that they could do there. And Very cool. they have a pumpkin porter this week also. Very cool. And then um, Municipal Brew Works on my end of town in Hamilton. Um, Dying for stuff over there on they, your end of town, aren't, they, aren't, they, aren't you? They just released a new logo this Very time. Very cool looking logo. Done, done by Tommy mm-hmm. Long, who you guys know that I'm a huge fan of since he did my logo. And... Um, they when they released that they said that their equipment should be in by the end of the year and they are hoping and big asterisks on that of hoping to be open early next year before Valentine's Day. So there's them, there's darkness. They told us around this time of the year right. they would probably be ready to come online. Woodburn told me that they would be ready to come online about this time. That's of course, not we'd happen. be remiss if we did not uh, discuss uh, that uh, good friend of ours, Shane Willingham, is Sean. involved. Sean Willingham. <laughs> God, we have too many friends soul. whose names Shane, start with Sean, S. Yeah. Scotch, Steve, Smokey. What's the name? Uh, Smokey <laughs> Willingham is. Uh, <laughs> 
is is heavily involved in that, and uh, we and, and so uh, you, uh, Sean, you owe so us call a visit. us, Sean. Call us, please, and and get get talking with us about that. So um, listen, okay, is that it? Yes. Can we I, do some business? That's yeah. What? There, well, there's always more. You're in Cincinnati. Well, we tell could, me one more thing. Uh, yeah, I give you a bonus. All right. <laughs> it's going to be going back to another brewery. Yeah. Listerman uh-huh. put out that coffee nut case in bottles. Yes, yes. yes. I saw that. Oh my God. Yes. Have you tried it? I saw that posted, yes. I think I did have Everybody it one time. Everybody loves it. I've not had it. Oh, my God. I had amazing. a buddy. Well, a buddy picked me up one. That was awesome of him. Yeah. Their their bottle releases are kind of turning into an event, too. I mean, nothing right. on the scale of what Madry is doing, but... Um, right, you yes. put out the Shamrock Shake again too. Which oh, it's on. We, it's, it's on, on over there. It's on yeah. tap at Oakley Pub and Grill. All right, it's, that stuff's awesome. Come on, get it. Excellent. Come okay, all right. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more. We've got about another 15, 20 minutes to go with uh, with Shane and with Adam uh, right here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, we just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. You can also subscribe to the show on some of your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud. Just search Mike at Cincy Brewcast and search Cincy Brewcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast. Be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. A brand new way to interact, you can leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send us an email at cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. Our 1930s uh, liner from back in 1930 when we started Cincy Brewcast. Um, Feels like it. I think we overdrove the uh, ribbon microphone there. We might have replaced the ribbon on that one. But, um, we just did our uh, social media promo. Uh, I also have to mention that today, as of today, you can find Cincy Brewcast on Spreaker.com. Uh, Danny, were, what's Spreaker? It is a, another po- podcasting music website, and uh, and we can and you can pick them up uh, at Spreaker.com, and uh, we are Cincy Brewcast, just like we are every every, every place else. Um, right now, we have a limited amount of our uh, programs on there. We have about the last. I think seven or eight. Uh, there's a there's a storage limit that we're dealing with right now. We are efforting not only to deal with that storage limit, but perhaps at some point to be able to do live streaming broadcasts as well. Uh, and uh, and if we do, well, I'm not going to say if we do, it will be on speaker, but we will. We are definitely looking into that uh, for uh, a live streaming, a live presence, audio, stream. a live audio yeah. stream, fanfare. <laughs> Live audio only. So now you're now you're pushing things. We lost. <laughs> Look, I'll just say it and put it in parentheses. Where's my trumpet? Wait a minute. <laughs> you're welcome. And and, and uh, again, real quick, um, October twenty fourth. Uh, 
we have been invited, Cincy Brewcast and the Larley Gnome have been invited to submit a beer infusion and have been invited to be a presence at Fresh Fest 2015 that's taking place at Mad Tree Brewing Company. Uh, where? On the 24th at Mad Tree Brewing Company. Never heard of where, it. Uh, you've never been there? Okay, well, you'll have to come over that night and just check it out. It's a pretty cool I'll place. I'll have to. Um, and uh, we have infused or are going to be infusing or they are going to be infusing for us a... It's it's all it's all being done with Lyft. There's some of the other bloggers, uh, obviously Queen Queen City Fresh, uh, Sean Steigerwald. I, I second him that uh, Lyft is one of the better beers. Yeah, uh, 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 of the Enquirer, Jesse Folk from Channel Nine, um, uh, uh, Queen City yeah. Drinks. Your our good buddy Queen City Drinks, and uh, we Tom. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Beer Mumbo and Sorry, uh, Mike Stewart. Mike Stewart will be involved in that as well. <laughs> anyway, we are going to be infusing a uh, keg of lift with watermelon sour patch kids all right watermelon sour patch lift uh if it's anything like some of the fruit infused and melon infused and so forth uh cultures that i've had in the past it's not it's amazing it should be right <laughs> No, don't it get blows the, everything you've ever tasted out no, of the water. No, don't get defensive on us now. <laughs> Will it make me and, like lift, sir? And <laughs> wouldn't this be and yes? Wouldn't it be better if they like did it do a Radler situation? Yeah, but there's like but five five infusions, something like that. Yeah, six, I think. Yeah, yeah there's and, five of them. So, and I don't think there's that many Randalls yeah. in town, are there? Right? There are, but they're like two hundred dollars a piece yeah, or something. Right. <laughs> Did you say Rattler or Randall? Randall. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I use words incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> we know Everybody, what you meant. could be a good Rattler. So do I. A Randall. Everybody on Periscope can see all the bottles I'm and exactly. growlers in front yeah. of him. Yeah, he's been <laughs> drinking since noon. I mean. I'm, you, a, I'm especially good with names. If you leave it near me, I'm going to drink it. Yes. Yes. And uh, there's going to be a charity uh, beer auction that's taking place. It's, it's Pints for Prostates. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's so funny that's, about that? Look, well, you guys get a whole month for that is Yeah, you get a month. Can't you give us a beer yeah, for our little, you know, well, man? Not a joke. Respect Jeez. our prostates. Okay, sorry. Prostates are not funny. Sorry, sorry. Well, sorry they are, for laughing. They are funny, funny unless they're not good. It is a funny name. It, they are right. funny. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I like... I cackle. Like, I was laughing like, on the Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, to me... <laughs> What it, what it, color it, is the it, ribbon for a prostate? Does blue, anybody? Right. It's light blue. Oh, okay. To me, to me, sorry. Yeah, it's a funny name. I apologize. I like pro, I like prostate it's in like, front of it's, all of it's, you. It's, it's like what about like like four prostates? Like, do you get like a prostate in exchange for a pint or gross? Blunk. <laughs> or do you get a pint in exchange for a prostate? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I apologize. Sexist. I'm that's sorry. Ex- that's extremely sexist. That's reverse sexism right that's there. Sexist. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm they're going to be auctioning. They're going to be auctioning beers. And <laughs> Cincy, Cincy Brewcast and the Gnarly Gnome are going to be contributing a bottle of WS1 barrel aged uh, from J Dubs Brewing in. Um, in Sarasota, Florida, it, it was their is that first, on Twelfth and Mango Street on Twelfth and Mango in Sarasota, and it, it was their first anniversary beer, uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna offer that. To hopefully, that will be kind of a sexy thing that people can check out and say, "Oh man, a beer prostate from, beer from Sarasota, Florida." <laughs> oh my God, wheels are falling off this show quick. 
already a beer from Sarasota, Florida. Florida. Where the hell is that? Near the prostate. <laughs> <laughs> that was an obvious setup. Yeah, near the prostate. <laughs> so, uh, say uh, you know you got a little. 15, 16 year old kid, and he comes to you, one of you guys, and says, "You know, I really want to homebrew someday. What, what, what should I do? What should I? How should I get involved?" Fifteen what? or sixteen, buy turn, a kit. <laughs> I would tell him to save his money until yeah. he can legally uh, drink. Yeah, uh, you can legally make beer underage. No, right. that I'm, needs I'm, to be I, clear. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, save your money, buy the gear you want. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we've already updated our gear. You know, we had one of those five-gallon kettles from Listerman in our kit. Right. The kind that when you turn it over, it goes, <laughs> And now we got what we call Hillary. Guess why we named it that? <laughs> it's a 30-gallon kettle, and it's got a it's got a nice base. I'll just put it that way. Do you think there's something about that that growth, though, too? Like that, that struggle at the beginning of brewing with... Let me tell you something. We bought a second match done thinking, great, we can either make 10-gallon batches now or we can make two different five-gallon batches. We've had a uh, problem with our false bottom every time we've used it. So upgrading, buying new equipment, you're still going to have problems. Am yeah. I wrong, Shane? No, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's... Um... It's a struggle, but it's it's a fun struggle. It, it is a passion. <laughs> it, it really is a passion because, you know, it was easy for you, and, you know, you didn't enjoy it so much. But uh, I, did, I did think I should give it a second chance. Absolutely. I, I, I got to say, but the first batch I, I ever did, it was not great beer, but the, when I tasted it, and it tasted mostly like beer, it was one of the most empowering feelings. <laughs> when you open a bottle of beer that you brewed and, you know, saw through to its... You know, carbonation and everything. Oh my God, it worked! Yeah, and, and it's like this is beer. I brewed beer. Right. I, I, with my own hands, I made beer. We, there, there's something really empowering about. We that had beer. a kit. All right, my buddy and I. We I got a kit at Listerman. We got, we bought the uh, the best grade of kit that they sell, and then or, or as far as like the brewing, and then we bought a brew kit. You know that has the extract and everything. We brewed it. You know, we brewed it two days later. We bought another kit. And we brewed again that week. I mean, that's we enjoyed it that much. And we were standing in this hot kitchen, and it was hot over the stove, yeah. as you know, because you're boiling something for over an hour. So it gets hot. And we just loved it so much. We were like, okay, this is a sign. We need to buy better gear. We need to be able to do this outside. Yeah. And boom. I mean, we went from, like, <laughs> just, just using a pasta kettle to now we have Hillary, a 30-gallon, you know, kettle. And she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Nice stout frame. <laughs> <laughs> and on Periscope, we've got a story of forgetting to strain the hops or not knowing you're supposed to strain the hops out of it before oh, you throw no. it in the fermenter. And... Oh, God, are you kidding? <laughs> so there's, there's always... Growing pains, I guess. You oh, know, we, yeah. Learning as you go I, along, and I know you guys screwing something on, up. I know and... you guys seen it on Twitter. Our first batch, we had to split between the five-gallon kettle and another another uh, pot. Mm -hmm. We had Teflon in our first because <laughs> wow. my oh, yeah. buddy was just scraping Teflon like, yeah. oh, man. and it's <laughs> just for the taste. Yeah. Oh my god. That's <laughs> that's part of that is the fun of home brewing, though. You know the mistakes. Oh, yeah. make it what it is yeah. it's it's so it's so then that will bring me to a question uh -oh. 
No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! That's out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked and answered. I miss these, by the way. We had a we had a request. A, 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 a question that sort of just came to me, but we haven't done an asked and answered in a while, so um, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's kind of, I guess it's kind of a two-parter. It doesn't involve prostates, does it? <laughs> I <Or> wish. <laughs> um, this, this week's asked I'm and answered. I hope not. <laughs> two, kind of a two-part question. Um, and so I guess we'll, I don't know. For those who are kind of died in the wool, experienced homebrewers, what is your kind of, what's kind of the, what, what's your homebrewing story? What's kind of like something funny that happened to you while you were brewing or something horrible that happened to you while you were brewing and, you know, something like that. Also, I want to hear from sort of novices, people who haven't gotten into homebrew or, you know, who want to get into homebrewing or are curious about it, kind of what is a question that you would want to have answered for you before you started homebrewing. So you can get to us at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what what else? Everything you Every, can think everything, of. Everything um, at Cincy Brewcast. We'll, be po- we'll post our questions. Or at um, the Gnarly Gnome. I'll pass and it on. we'll uh, feature some answers on the show next week. Well, not probably not next week but, but, for home brewing. We'll probably it'll. So you have two yeah, weeks. You have two weeks for your ass before you really. Probably two weeks, yeah. But, but uh, home brewing, home brewing month is kind of being spread a little bit. It, it, <laughs> my first question was uh, hop schedule, and I was over, you know, beer mumbo's house the first day we tried our first recipe, and I said, we want to add these hops, these hops. We don't know what we're doing. We've used the. Uh, Brewer's Friend app, it's great, but we don't know what we're doing. And I still don't know what I'm doing, but that doesn't stop us from making pretty good beers. Right. So, so hop, hopping, hopping is something that you're not, you're not, you're still not sure about. You, it's you can, your fig, you can figure out IBUs through, uh, you know, apps. You can figure out how. Help me out here, Shane. Well, yeah, you, but, you can, and, and there, and there, but there's, there's, there's. Um, <clears throat> There's some there's some disagreement as to whether, for example, dry hopping actually adds to IBU. Conventional wisdom says it doesn't, but I've heard from people that I respect that say it absolutely does. Granted, if it's not the hops aren't in the boil, it's not what is the term? I summarizing the the hop oils, you know, basically incorporating them into the mesh. But right. there's there's definitely I I just from experience there's definitely some bitterness that's added to the uh, added to the beer from dry hopping or else you it's, do yeah, it. It, 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 right. there, there's an art to hopping i you know there's there's differing opinions i don't know that there's really a full consensus on you know hop, hop and i don't have any questions about homebrewing because what? shane basically answered them all on wednesday <laughs> i will never what, ask what, another what question about again. what about you what was a question that you wish you would have asked somebody or that you you know that you think or like, what was something that you like, kind of like started to do it, then you had to like Google it, and we're like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll come clean. When I started brewing way back in the '90s with the dinosaurs, there was no um, Google. 
Yeah, um, there the was 90s. no Google. I would have made no I would have made better beer. Um, S Jeeves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that wasn't <laughs> Alta around. Vista. Web crawler was the search engine back then. I wish you would have brought your beer to me in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anyway, um, I didn't fully understand the value of sanitizing. I thought if you just cleaned it really well, then that was good enough. And I had probably, out of my first 10 batches, I think I had probably three of them infected and couldn't figure out what the deal was. I'm like, I cleaned this stuff really good, but I don't know why. And then I... I had a home brewer pull me aside and and show me all the things about sanitizing and and how you got to kill those little microbes that you can't see even though it looks clean it's not necessarily sanitized so that's once I started doing that my beer magically started tasting better uh, and cleaner so something that that I've noticed that that takes home brew to a whole new level is taking care of your yeast you know, fermentation temperatures and things like that, that, you know, even some of the, the big guys deal with, we know that we've talked about that a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, making sure that, that, that your beer while it's fermenting is at the right temperature for that yeast. I think it, it, I wish I, I, I still struggle with that even, you know, is that, is that why fall and winter is, is kind of a more popular time to do? I know people that really are into it as a hobby do it all year, but it's, it, Fall and I don't winter. Brew, is I don't brew during the summer because it's so damn hot outside. I'm right. already there, standing next to a burner. I don't right. necessarily need to need that much more heat on. Right. Me, but, um, but yeah, for, I, and I I keep my I ferment uh, my beer in my my uh, kitchen. It's always between seventy one or seventy and seventy two degrees. So it's pretty. What good if your house me. is colder than that? Well, then you're, <laughs> then you're if it's then really if it's a lot, is your house colder? How, are you seeing bubbles in your airlock? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've been looking at it every day for about uh, like uh, three hours a day. And <laughs> you mean three hours all day? You spend there just looking at the yeah. I have it like penciled. I have it penciled in like after are you the in a shower. Bucket, are you in a bucket or a car boy? Bucket. Is that when you're not at Mad Tree? Because <laughs> yeah, it's, there's no, it's, nothing it's, it's crazier between the shower and than the Ellen show. A beer fermenting Some in a car, a fish tank. It's, and it's, you yeah, watch yeah. that just—it's—it's it's alive. Yeah, like it's chair, going. You just crack it, open a beer and, and sit there and watch the beer ferment. It's you know a, a carboil. Carboil is fun she to watch. She sits there in our kitchen and just watches it intently. Ju- I just watched All, the airlock. Like, yeah, and it's it's beautiful. No, so um, people have a fish tank. No, my my house, <laughs> my house is we're we're sort of temperature drunk. There's a little yeasty floating around. We're sort of temperature inconsistent. So my house is gotten down to like 65 it's fine okay it's fine all right it gets chilly at night i mean if it gets really chilly you might end up with a lager who knows <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> i can't wait to try to do some kind of lager though i mean we have uh-huh. uh, we have a night a deep freezer that we have a temperature controller on that's where these uh came from we kegged them right so right. um uh hopefully we'll do that soon but uh right now we're on hiatus because my uh, brew buddy just uh, had a baby so Oh, lame. Uh, yeah, that's, well, no, yeah. she's she's a sweet little kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you got to take care of the misses. Any any hobby that you have, oh, you have absolutely. to take care of the misses. <laughs> yeah. It just as you just as you. But then when they get older, they can help you. Just, I, I, oh, we already I, got. I have it. my seven-year-old helping me stir. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. The pot while I'm away. When we were when we were when we were when we were brewing on Wednesday. I was stirring, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen, like, Tommy doing this on Facebook yes. before. So, like, I got Shane's, how old is he, seven? 
Seven, yeah. I got Shane's seven-year-old son's job. Yeah. Well, this if week he can do it, of course he can do it. I don't know. I'm not well, sure. I, I had you. I, would argue I did that. also have you at the hops. I have not. That's entrust, true. Yeah. I have not entrusted Tommy with that level of responsibility. I saw the video. So. Tina just chucked it in there. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. <laughs> just did, checking did you, in. Did you lose spider muslin? What'd you do? Just muslin bag. Just throw it in there. Yeah. That's that's the way I. I and do. it's it's still in our driveway. I want to. I want to fill a spider. So where where is the mouse? Have you oh, I'm not sure. So I told. Oh, okay. So my my IPA. It's called Bucket Mouse IPA. You guys are dry hopping with a mouse because yes. we're outside. We could have. I thought about. We're, that. we're outside. We're in my backyard. And we're kind of like doing our thing. And I don't know for some reason we have like bucket. We had a Labor Day party a few weeks ago, like a month ago. Like at Labor Day. Um, and <laughs> at Labor Day. And, and it's still ago. it's still not completely. Fanfare. It's still not completely cleaned up. Really? The bucket is outside. That's, so that's, sh- okay. that's shocking. So the bucket that we had used to have one of our kegs in was just sitting outside, and it had gotten some leaves in it, and oh, it got Lord. some water in it. And I just happened to look down, and there's a mouse in there. And the mouse did not look good, oh. to be honest. Um, it struggling. It was struggling. Oh, so, um, you guys could collect yeast there, like Urban Artifact. <laughs> yeah. Mouse yeast. Um, so anyway... That was kind of the thing. There was this mouse in the bucket, and I tried to like pour it over the fence, and it like clung for dear life onto the bucket. And so then I just kind of tilted the bucket so that it. I'm really found its feeling way for out. this mouse we, right now. We've lost control. I, yeah, I'm, fi- I'm worried about the mouse. I'm telling my I, homebrew I, I story. I offered a couple solutions oh, on dealing with the mouse. No, no, no. Tina didn't like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm calling Peter. No, 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 no. Is the mouse okay? I don't know. Well, Where is he? Oh, I don't yeah, know. He'll probably be able to find his corpse outside the fence. Guys, I can't do this. No, please don't be in our house. <laughs> was he living when you left him? He yeah. was living. He was well, so, mouse. He was. Let's just put it this way. When we were kids, we had a rabbit, and the rabbit died outside one day. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Dad went out and saw the rabbit and comes back and he goes, Guys, you might want to put some water on this rabbit or something. <laughs> and it was already long gone. Um, water on the rabbit? It's a mermaid rabbit. It's not the way it works. <laughs> Not a sea monkey. <laughs> sea monkeys aren't monkeys. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm now calling you know they're not. Raised by. Raised by. <laughs> We'd like to thank everybody for listening tonight. <laughs> We're going to get kicked off of iTunes. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody that joined us tonight. I blame Jane Adam. Grammer from Blue Hen Brewing. Adam Stone from Big Slam Brewing. Tina Cisneros at Oakley Pub and Grill. Is there anything good on over there at Oakley Pub and Grill? Everything right good. I do want to plug our. Um, this is not. This is not very craft, um, but we are having on Halloween a our annual flip cup tournament. Um, we can have twenty six teams. Sponsored uh, by Bud Light like Lime. Yeah. 20, 26 <laughs> teams. It's seventy five. Uh, teams of five. Right? Teams of five. Seventy five dollars a team. You get a T shirt. You get beer. You get to be in the tournament, and you get to see Angie and I dressed up as Wayne and Garth uh, from Wayne's on. World. All so, right. um, so come to Oakley Pub and be in the Flip Cup tournament, and it'll be so much fun. Like she, We're like probably going to be drunk all day, <laughs> so you should be too. Like she said, not craft, but still a bunch of fun. Also, so. and don't forget to go see Adam over at Blue Ass Shell. I what, what, you got you starting the cider guys this week, and anything else Fan we should fair. know about? Yeah. We're always trying to get better beer. Yeah, come buy beer. We can get better beer. Yeah, okay. Fanfare. There you go. And uh, our social media director, Angie Cisneros. Uh, Dad, I think you forget that I also work at Oakley Pub and Grill. You do. <laughs> You're not going to. Tina's that. not the only one. Is there Flipped any? Is, is there any? Uh, is there any good beer on over there? Uh, Mattery Espresso Self. 
Okay. We have the Rangai Squirrely, squirrely which is the coffee nut brown. Okay. Uh, awesome. Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake. Ooh, uh, yeah. I hear they have a flip awesome. cup tournament there, too. Listerman, yeah, they do. <laughs> Listerman uh, Planetary IPA. Bud Light, Bud Light Miller, Miller Light, Light, Guinness, and Shock <laughs> <Yeah>. Top. <laughs> Gnarly Gnome at the gnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. Uh, always uh, keeping on top of that. Fanfare. Uh, Cincinnati uh, craft beer scene. And, of course, my name is Mike Cisneros. We'd certainly like to thank everybody tonight for listening and watching. You've been watching and listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.